Some Jared Bowen hat tricks, game week 29 being established, and some key personnel in terms of assets being injured. Some managers have gone early on their wild card, but have one of our panel members gone and done that themselves? All to be found out on tonight's edition of the FPL Addicts Podcast. Addicts and to our audience, good morning, good evening to you wherever you may be around the planet tuning in. We got a bumper edition to say the least. And in this installment, I am joined by one of my favorite co-hosts to do the podcast alongside with in FPL Addicts. Reedy, Reedy, good morning to you. We've got a crazy good 12 game weeks to go. Yeah, morning. Well, <laughs> I, this is the we always forget this. I think you always forget it's morning here. I always forget it's night time there whenever we come on live, and it's just the way it is. But yeah, good evening to yourself, mate. Um, here we have got 12 game weeks to go, and it's just always gets to this point when we realize, oh my god, like where's the season gone? Um, but yeah, things are hotting up. There's a lot of blanks to talk about, there's a lot of potential doubles to talk about, and obviously, we've got this game week. So let's dive in, mate. I'm, I'm doing well and I'm looking forward to it and hope you're well too. Yeah, Rudy, welcome back onto the podcast. And speaking of the season of itself, before we go on to our agenda points when it, it's needed, have you enjoyed this season and how much, if so? Has it been one of your favourite seasons to be a part of uh, as an engaged manager? I don't know if that if that question's kind of like rank um relating to rank kind of thing because no, i guess like not really just engagement or the way yeah. people talk about their styles i guess so i mean um like when what if i didn't enjoy it like kind of like you know why would i play it and if i didn't enjoy it you know it's just part of loving football and loving this game so i think yes i have enjoyed it i'm still looking forward to getting a higher rank doing well in mini leagues all that sort of good stuff and you know the landscape can change so quickly and as it has at the minute, you know, we found out from FA Cups. And I think that we always try and plan, but, you know, you never know what the outcome is going to be. Obviously, we can all predict it and all plan it. So that's the best part about it. I am enjoying this season, to answer your question sort of directly. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to what's to come, mate. What about you? I'll throw that question back to yourself, Chazza. What, yeah. what do you think? No, this is good. I think having started playing the game in the 2015, 16. The first proper season I took seriously in 16, 17. I think this is the best in terms of everyone's got different ways of going about their own side and when they're going to play their chips. Mm. I feel there's been a lot of differentials that have come about and seems there's been a big bunch of game weeks this season where the differentials have shined big time. Yeah. For example, last week, especially with the Crystal Palace boys, in their 3-0 win at home to Burnley. We'll get to the fixtures very shortly. Mm. But I just feel it's been amazing. 
I think you've always got opportunities every week to try and delve into some interesting players. And now with a double game week, two of the title contenders having done so, injuries galore. And yeah, now yeah. we've got the usual blanks now. And that would be fun, won't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think the perfect thing to do is, well, I say the perfect thing to do, unless you've got other plans, Chaz, is maybe look at some of those results from last week, right? Yes, let's do that for... Sure. Right in front of me. I think this is what you want from game week 26. Reedy, any big results here implications-wise for fantasy managers? That's well, I think the, the first game at the top is, is, is the one. I think a lot of people uh, were in positions, include myself included, you know, before the FA Cup games. Um, we wanted to plan for 29 with it being a blank, whether you had a free hit or you didn't. You just want to get like you know more playing players out there. And a certain Mr. Uh, Huang He Chan was the huge topic of discussion on FPL Twitter. It was almost you know, actually, I'll wait till the Wolves game, as in like to kind of touch upon that one. But yeah, that was kind of a decision do we go for Huang? Do we go for another Villa mid if you've got Watkins and maybe a defender and all that sort of stuff? It just so. Um, just so happened to be that a Mr. Douglas Louise was the highest point scorer for Villa, getting two goals, bonus. You know, Bailey chipped in there with a goal and assist as well if people went there kind of thing. So, yeah, um, relevance in that sense that Villa are still up there in the football terms, you know, still doing really well this season in for Champions League spots. And um, also in FPL, as in whether you pick those Villa guys or not. I mean, Douglas Louise... Is he going to be a popular pick? You know, is he attacking enough? I mean, he's he's, he's what he plays a defensive mid, and he still manages to get on on a score sheet. Chadwell, he's got what? penalties, and yeah. the position that you've said on him is spot on. But I feel he's a flat track bully in a lot of respects. And taking into account how well he's performed this season, he's similar to an Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon's had eighty-eight points in his home games this season. I'm sure mm. Douglas Louise isn't that far off. He's had three double-digit hauls in his last four home games. Yeah. He's away from home in 29. Does that have an implication for him in terms of his ceiling? Yeah, well, it's funny you say that in a, in a way. like, So the stat that you mentioned there, sorry, did you say that Gordon's had 88 points from home games? 88 of his own points have come from home of games. His points? Wow, wow. So, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think Douglas Louise would probably be pretty close, maybe better. Mm -hmm. uh, they're both on... I think there's a nine point difference or ten point difference between them. I think they're, they're yeah. on 120 odd points Not each. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, four two. Villa got the win. Um, people got returns. So it definitely had some relevance and so on. But that's that's my kind of take that's on that one. Yours. Are you Palace? Yeah. Fulham? Do we own any of those? Do we own any players from those teams? Like. No, I don't actually think that's the biggest surprise packet for me because I feel BT Man United would have been for the taking. Now, unlucky in their first fixture at Craven Cottage early in the season. Mm. Uh, Wolves probably, in terms of our assets, I did consider but I think it's the last one, mainly due to Joe Bowen scoring a hat-trick. Yeah. I thought yeah. this is big for I mean... the options of Game Week 29, I think, are more informed generally in the game as to players from sides that are blanking um i don't i don't know i mean like if you were going into this game right 
on the Monday. Yeah. It was the last game of the of the game week. Um, your points may have not looked great because a lot of people um, probably had, you know, a mixture of Wolves and I think, um, was it uh, Chelsea as well? Like, they, they didn't play, Spurs didn't play, Liverpool didn't play. So people were kind of left with, like, Arsenal, City. City only won 1-0 against Bournemouth, a little underwhelming. Um, so there wasn't really many returns out there generally. So people would have been going into that last game, if you've got Bowen, like, please give me something. And Diddy, Jesus, oh, you know, yeah. really went in and scored a hat-trick. So I think it is it is great in that sense, but also people will be kind of going, all right, well, I've got a player there that plays in 29. He's capable of scoring hat-tricks or getting returns. Happy days, you know. And this is the thing. Lots of people have sold Bowen at one point as well. Um, but, yeah, he comes back with a... Do you know what? I always slate Jared Bowen because I always say he just ticks over. He just gets his seven or eight points, might get a goal. What does he do? He absolutely smashes it. He does. Let's speak about some managers who have half smashed it this year, definitely not smashed it, and some who are... Pretty close to smashing it. Let's go to our podcast league. A lot and, of smashing, right? <laughs> oh, Ollie's side, 44. What I like about this is that he's got more pay and he's scored. That's it. Mm. Yeah, strange one, right? Oh, yeah. this is this is jammy stuff. Lamptey playing a whole hour and getting his clean sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Thanks, some jam man. there. You got you got points from Mope. You got points from Lamptey. Not really picks that most people would go for. Robinson, another one. I can see where I think Ollie did he wildcard last week. Was it? Was it last week? Just check it on it. I think it yeah, was last please, week. I will. Yeah, it would have wildcarded him. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it was game week. Actually, it was game week twenty three. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so it's a little bit earlier, but if we go back to his team as well, Chaz, I think. I kind of think he's, I say he's done that with 29 in mind. but Yeah, he's building for 29. I don't really know. Well. Yeah, because I think Ollie might have used his free hit, but he'll have one, two, three. He's got uh, six four, of five, six. Yeah, six. And, you yeah, know, he's obviously transfers in the meantime. So potentially, but yeah, what, what was his score overall? 40? Uh, 44. Yeah. It's, no, it's okay, I guess. It, this is strange, our scores, because two people have scored 44, mm. two people have scored 50, one has scored 48, one has scored 55, which is you. We'll, we'll get to. And you've been, I think, a manager of a month in our league. Very awesome. impressive track record recently from you, Brady. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there, mate. I'm getting there. You know, it's a marathon, mm. not a sprint and all that. Um... That's correct. And, oh, my God, oh, Brady. Oh, sorry, Rev, I meant. So you got 50, but took a negative 12 hit. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at other managers, but oh. I don't know, like whether it's because he's an Everton fan. I mean, he's nailed it with the Branthwaite finally. I mean, right, all that. you know what? Rev's big thing this season, Mikey's big thing has been bench Everton, bench Newcastle, the hall, and he loses the points and just sits there looking at them, thinking, why? Now, on this occasion, he's actually got a bit, you know. Well, he's he's played Branthwaite, got nine, and he's benched the Newcastle guy, which was a minus two, which you know saved him from getting getting points docked off like his team. So fair play to him in in all that sort of sense. I mean, the KDB moves not obviously not worked out, but that's the same for a lot of people who went for him. Fifty points with a minus twelve, Mikey is not going to feel like 
you know, he's got anywhere in that sense. So, yeah, Branthwaite nine points was definitely needed for him. I think he's just grateful that De Bruyne came on for 16 minutes away at Bournemouth, but only to get... To stop the bottom. Yeah, yeah, to stop the bottom. Stop the bottom, yeah. But can I ask you, have you ever taken a negative 12 ever as a fantasy manager? I've taken a negative 8 when I rage transferred in 2017, but that's it. I may have... I say once or twice. I feel like I'd be lying if I said that, but it's not something I would ever do very often. I'll tell you that much. It, the only way I'd do it is if, I don't know, there's doubles, a doubles, like double game week, and there's yeah. a, you know a huge double game week where I've gone, actually, a minus 12 there. I'm hoping to get a huge, huge score, and then that way it'll actually work out fine. I don't know if on a normal game week I could take a minus 12. I just, yeah, it's it's it's, big, it's, it's too big. Yeah. Yeah, I like, the... yeah. I like the Neto shout from him. I hope he gets a bit of luck. Yeah, that was yeah. a fine pick in FBL. Yeah, yeah, he looks he looks pretty good. Still looks dangerous. Uh, he's capable of getting you know a return, even if it is small. It, it all obviously contributes. Um, but obviously they've got Huang out potentially, and um, Cunha's out at the minute. I don't think he's out for long, but you know it does make it a little bit more difficult then for Neto to to get returns with less uh, less firepower for for Wolves. Yeah, so on to. Jack's team, yeah. and I can't lie, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Looks like Kimwa, but I'm just going to call him Quinoa down back with a big eight-pointer. That was huge, and got the goal as well. Yeah, yeah, did well. Got his goal, got himself on the bonus, uh, on the bonus, didn't he, Kiwa? Uh, at the moment. But no, less yeah. than 1%, that's good. Uh, 4.3 million. He's really low ownership, but I'll also say that when I did see that, I, I checked Jack's team, whether it was Jorian after the deadline, before the games were played or during the games. And I seen it picked him and I was thinking, like, of all the people to go for, like, I was not expecting him to pick him. Um, so he's absolutely nailed that one. Fair play to Jack. He's not took a minus either. Used his two transfers and um, and it's paid off for him. So, yeah. Before we get to the other top half, of mm. course, with your side first up, I just want to go through briefly through the comments and acknowledge who's tuning in. So, Veteran, I know you've responded already, Reedy. Good morning. How We are going fantastic. Thank you. It is the Dorito of death season. You're not wrong, Gary, on that front. Calm, as always, probably one of our top fans. Thank you very much for tuning in. And John David as well. And we will get to chips later on. Do you want to answer this now, Reedy, or wait till later? We'll we'll wait. We'll hold off yeah. a bit. I know he's keen. I know John's keen, and that's yeah. yeah we will definitely keen. we will definitely discuss it because it has to be discussed now. We know the the outcomes mm -hmm. of the FA Cup, and there's um you know a huge uh, hole in the amount of fixtures in game week twenty nine. So yeah, we'll definitely cover that, John. Um, yeah. Minus twelve. Oh my god, from Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, well. like from the Home Alone movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the thing. It becomes very difficult. There's someone else I'm in a mini league with, and you know they've they started off the season badly, and and what happened was they were taking large hits, but they were paying off. Yeah, and I think that it's very difficult for them to pay off. You have got to literally. It doesn't even come down to planning really, because if you're doing that on a week by week basis, you're literally just going to be looking to gain in that week, um, mm. and and then the same again next week, and so on. So. For it to pay off, you have got to get lucky. You have got to make the right calls and so on. Um, and I think Rev lately might have been just just getting a bit too hit happy. Um, mm. 
yeah, I hope I hope it's not the case, and he ends up like doing well for the rest of the season. But um, it's always going to be up against. You know, you're always going to be up against it if you're taking hits, big hits, anyway. Yeah. Ready? Your time. Tomorrow on the dance floor. Speaking of hits, I brought in a Huang. <laughs> Wanky Chan uh, last week for a minus four instead of Bailey. What am I doing? And uh, it was between him and Bailey. And I went for Chan. I went for the fixture. And uh, as I say, when we were talking about fixtures before, Wolves won one nil against Sheffield United. And I think, excuse me, people were definitely, definitely thinking that Wolves would win, win that uh, with about three goals minimum. So yeah, he got injured before the well, he did, he got injured. There was a scare before the warm up. Uh, apparently he's about yeah he's you know rolled his ankle people FPL Twitter were nearly losing their minds then he played and basically did nothing kept it clean so he got an extra point woohoo if you captained Huang last week oh I mean you're probably thinking well, what am I doing um but yeah so Moreno minus one cheers mate thanks for that concedes two gets a yellow goes off um no clean sheets from the defense <laughs> It's going back to a few weeks ago, isn't it, Chazza, where we were just looking at defences going, this is just crap. Like, what is going on? Um, I, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like defenders this year. I really yeah. don't. I the one that. thing that, yeah, exactly. I was literally about to say, the one thing I'm grateful for in these points that I got are Pascal Grosser's because not only has he been ticking over late, he's been doing great. He's been almost like a, like a, you know, poor man's Kevin De Bruyne. Um Everton looked destined to get a 1-0 win away at Brighton. And then Pascal Gross does a defender twice, cuts back to his left, pops it onto uh, Lewis Dunk's head. So, yeah, got himself bonus as well. So, um, 55, solid enough in, you know, all considering. Oh, for sure. Great score. Elliot with 44. So, doesn't have Haaland in his side. But look, may miss in the Manchester derby, but I think from game week 30 onwards... Be curious to know to see if he gets him in. Watkins' captain actually worked out really well for him. I will admit, I mean, I gross. So yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, Watkins was ignored as a captain uh, pick by a lot of people last uh, last week because you know I think one thing was people already owned him. Mm. Two people were then bringing him in as well. Um, so it almost felt like, well, why would a captain Watkins when I can just go for Haaland? You know, if you had Haaland against Bournemouth, who you think in City are just going to, you know, smash. And it didn't pan out that way. And it turned out that Watkins was actually the better better captain choice. Uh, it, unless you went Saka, obviously. I mean, Saka was another good one, but Watkins was, yeah, just as good. Yeah, I felt of all the podcast members, Elliot had the best captain last game week in Ollie Watkins because majority of us went to Erling Haaland, which is the same with me. I ended up on 50 points. Nothing too spectacular. Saka coming in as a transfer in really helped. He got 10. Foden, Watkins, and look, boom, there was a, not much boom boom about the boom boom pow on Saturday, I will admit. It was looking good. <laughs> but if oh. soccer games lasted for 45 minutes, I would have probably been in the running for manager of the week because Burnley started conceding with 25 minutes ago and Villa, absolute donkey behaviour, can see one just before half time. Yeah, the POW was uh, more like, um, I don't know, what's the opposite of POW? Yeah, just basically nothing there, like poof, more like the poof, like that, wasn't it? Yeah. 
the, the points just disappeared and went poof. He ended up on a one pointer, which actually I think is better than than what you could have got. Um, yeah, but he got stamped off for half time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he ended up, you know, and a player goes up. I think the only the only thing that's been worse than that this season was a Stupanan, which was that against Villa, funnily enough. Um, ended up with a minus two or something, and you oh, know, yeah. it just you know, that's, that's, that's the luck side of FPL, though, Chaz. All right, you went for a pick that you thought was good. I remember you doing the um, the transfer live as well. You were pretty stoked, as you'd say, to do that. Oh, yeah, just had a, some good rings about it, and one liners from different song titles. That's the only thing I was excited about in regard yeah. to the transfer, yeah, yeah. But you know, what's your how yeah, Gary said it. Um, what I mean, actually, we'll wait till later for that because I think uh, straight away I thought, what's your plan for him moving forward? But I guess with the presses today, you've got to wait and see what the injury stuff is. So we can talk about it in a bit when you, you yeah, know, team and stuff. We will. Yeah, brilliant. It's going to be a solid discussion. I hope. As just before we go into the other mini leagues, like we usually do every week, Reedy, give. Me and the audience watching, what your assessment was on the cup results? Were they the outcomes you were expecting? Well, they were the most probable outcomes, you know, in terms of uh, what was expected, um, which basically meant that we'd end up with um, a limited amount of fixtures for 29. Uh, I, I did expect there to be a shock, though. I think that I think the United Forest game. Um, I didn't watch it personally, but I know that from speaking to to United fan, uh, they weren't great. You know, they scored right near the end, obviously as well. So that had been going to extra time and so on. Chelsea Leeds, Leeds did have a real go at Chelsea, considering they, w- they weren't playing their best players. I mean, Chelsea did the same. They benched Gallagher, Palmer, and stuff. Um, but Leeds did have a chance, and same again. Chelsea got the goal right near the end. Liverpool was comfortable. Um, I just thought with the Bournemouth. Um, result going the way it did the night before Leicester won that one. I almost thought it was set up for Brighton to go and win that, and then we got the fixture mm. of all the falls in 29. So, you know, it just didn't work out. And, and I think that's what I say. There was not really any shocks on the Wednesday night, which was the one where people expected it. So, um, we are where we are now, and yeah, it's chip strategies. It's do you just go with who, you, how many players you've got? Etc. But yeah, over to the mini league and yeah, and, uh, yeah. Jojo up top with a good seventy points last game week, leading now by thirty points. And it felt as many years ago that Stephen Smalley was rocking the top. We'll have a look at his team, of course. But seventy points, very impressive. Ruben Diaz at the back with a clean sheet away at form. If you felt it was a gimme, but I think this is the absolute gem. Let's have a few words on this. Sarabia, he nailed it. Seriously, did what a pick. Yeah, yeah. I almost feel like Sarabia is getting to that point where he needs his own song, like Saliba. Um, you know, it sounds a bit similar, his name. But, yeah, I mean, he's the difficult thing about picking him, it takes up a midfield spot. But then again, if, if you're going to go for someone, you know, you go for Neto or Huang, they're the popular picks per se. And uh, and then, yeah, you just pull, out, pull this gem out there and go for Sarabia, who nails a 10-pointer. Uh, he could have had actually more than that as well. So fair play mm. to him. Stephen Smalley did have a good week in fairness. So finishing on with 74 points. Sufau assist, which is huge. Smashing Douglas you. Louise and yeah. Mateta. Mm. That was a good fixture. Nailed it. It was. Did um, did Smalley take a take a hit for that one? Or did he no, he didn't. No. Wow. No transfers. No, uh, he played a wild card. 
Oh, he did. Just, oh, yeah. How did miss that? So he's played his wild card. Interesting. Uh, Douglas yeah. Ruiz, great pick. Mateta. I am scratching my head a bit on that one because they. I mean, I know he, he wasn't to know this because New, Newcastle didn't play till Tuesday, so that could have been a player, extra player for twenty nine. Um, Smalling might even be free hitting in twenty nine for all we know. But yeah, is this is this a wild card team that you think he's? I know he's got a great score, I suppose, Jazza, but would you have picked some of these players in a wild card? Like Mateta's the standout guy, right? But then, yeah, you probably wouldn't. But in fairness, Blackburn got close to upsetting Newcastle. Uh, yeah. It makes sense with Reguilon. But double Bournemouth defence is a bit intriguing. I know I've got a definitely attacking double game with 28. That's what he's doing. Is yeah. he? I don't even know. It's like Pep, mind games. <laughs> but I think, right, like surely on this one, if he did wild card, then Bowen would have actually been a great pick, right? Yeah. Because he plays in 29 and so on. But, but then again, look who he's got on his bench, third bench there, right? He's Someone definitely he's planned that one for these next three plays in yeah, 29. Yeah. Great fixtures beforehand. So, yeah, great score from him, to be fair. I, mean, I don't think we can knock that too much. Yeah, that's right, yeah. for sure. Uh, Brighton, now they've got a big injury list. Have you got concerns for them with moving forward, especially which Ash sets the target outside of Pascal Gross? Um. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm in a position where I've got Gross and he, he doesn't play in 29, but he's got great fixtures in the meantime. I mean, um, I suppose it all is all team dependent. You know, like, we all kind of talk about what we'd like to do and what we'd like to plan and so on, but um, depending on what your team's looking like, you know, certain players you've kind of got to keep. I can understand why, I mean, Gary's actually said it there in terms of um, you have to play your chips right. Um, I know that he, he's he's 100% right in that sense um, but obviously at times during an FPL season you might make the wrong choice or you know whether it be a transfer play, play a chip like we all played well a lot of us played triple captain um, for the City double and it was you know all fart no poo wasn't it so <laughs> literally fart, no poo, like but, yeah so like um, it is team dependent say so if people have got players in the team that they don't necessarily want, like, or I know someone who had, like, Doku, Rashford, these sort of players, and you've got injuries, you know, you might be then more, um, what's the word, more willing to kind of play that wild card or more tempted. Mm. So, yeah, I, I say, yeah, it's kind of, like, team-dependent, I guess, right? It certainly has epitomised that term for this season. With the Women's League, it's a similar story. Jojo... Is also topped by a margin of 35 points at the minute. Very interested to see how it all finishes up here. We'll be tuning into this on a weekly basis, to say the least. But Jojo is the person to catch. That's the safe words. Is, is Jojo top of both leagues then? Jojo's top of both leagues, yeah. Right. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. What is this? The yeah. women's league? Oh my God. She's absolutely oh smashed it. Absolutely. Is she? She is. It's not long to go now until the end of the season. But what we have got is the game week 27 fixtures. Not long to go to the end of the season, Jazz. We've got 12 games, man. What are you talking about? Oh, don't, kill it. don't kill the joy already. Come on, man. If we had four weeks left, I'd say, yeah, I agree. But like, 
there's plenty of action left. Don't you worry yeah, about that. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. That yeah, yeah it, it feels the season has gone quick. Game week twenty seven, Reedy. Um, it's this is the only ten match game week within the space of four game weeks. Yeah, so, and what an action packed Saturday we've got as well. I think is um, you know, there's about six three p.m. kickoffs. Then we've got Villa. Uh, as the five thirty kickoff as well, so what a what a great Saturday! I think most people's teams will be, uh, you know, most people's players will be playing on that Saturday, uh, barring City, maybe even obviously Solanke if he's fit and so on. And then Arsenal play on um, on Monday against Sheffield United, which um, I'm sure you as an Arsenal fan will be licking your lips based on how many goals you you scoring past teams at the minute, Chazza. Um, oh, it's been a sensational start to the new year, but when you Referred to the term most players would be playing on Saturday. <laughs> Unfortunately, that term can't be agreed for my, for some sides because I've got six of my 11 players after the Saturday games. Fair enough, then. <laughs> I, I think nine might be like, yeah, eight or nine maybe, but I guess I guess yeah. if you've got three City uh, and you've got a Bournemouth. Which Solanke is, and then yeah. double Arsenal. And then double. There we go. Yeah. So. Oh, and Charlie Taylor, but he's on the bench, so he doesn't care. Oh, no one cares about him. I mean, if you've got <laughs> if, right. you've got, if you've got Solanke, then surely you want him to do to do better, don't you? But yeah. Jeez. Yeah, we will talk about him at the moment. Ready? Standout fixture in your eyes? What is it going to be? Oh God. I mean, it has to be just based on rivalry, just based on the occasion. And a game that you actually went to, right, this season at home uh, in the oh, reverse. Yeah, these, yeah, these are the reverse fixtures. I remember that, yeah. Man City it. v Man United is the big one. I mean, is it the big one anymore in terms of that Man City are better than Man United and should absolutely batter them? You know, sure. no. Um, but in terms of, yeah, in terms of on paper and looking at all of those fixtures, um, I don't think there's one in particular that kind of trumps it. Um, it's it's the best fixture out of the lot. Um so yeah, that one. And you know, if you've got Triple City, if you've got KDB, this could be the week. We've seen what happened in the FA Cup midweek. Five goals for Haaland, just five, just five, you know, for the Bruyne assists, as you do. And I'm yeah, sure man. as a De Bruyne owner, Chazza, you're hoping that he starts that game, no? I hope he does. He's got a five-day break after his cup game, but he didn't get subbed off early, and that's what brings a wave of anxiety for current. De Bruyne owners. The game I'm looking forward to, we will get to De Bruyne because he's a discussion point in a, yeah. in a few minutes. Tottenham Crystal Palace is one I'm looking at because it seems Palace under Oliver Glasner. Glasner really wants to implement an attacking philosophy. Spurs mm-hmm. just attack every game. They can't defend to save their lives. I think this could be a probable 3-1 or 3-2 win to Tottenham. Yeah. Palace get a consolation goal from Jordan I who scores a worldie. Yeah, I think I think if I had to pick two other games, I, I probably would go for maybe Spurs Palace just because of the new manager bounce that we've mm. got, um, new manager for, for Palace and the type of football he wants to play, the pressing football and so on, uh, which we didn't really see under Hodgson. Um, Spurs, as you say, just attack. They've got a lot of their players kind of back, pending on Porro, say. Um but Madison's there. There is rumours about Richarlison maybe getting injured in training, but Son's back, you know. So that should be a good game. And then the one after that for me, I probably would say it'd be Luton Villa. Yeah. Um, 
on yeah, not, not even on paper. I think just as a neutral, I think FBR wise, people have players from each of those teams. Uh, Luton generally are good, apart from that Chef United um, blunder at home. They are they are good. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see the outcome of that one because that could have a impact on Villa's Champions League if you know Luton end up winning that game. Um, that's that's it for me. Be, uh, other than that, though, Chazza, any Fulham Brighton, maybe, as uh, I think Colm's mentioned, or Everton West Ham, Brentford Chelsea. I mean, any of these other games that kind of stand out or that, you, that you're excited to kind of own players for? Um, yeah, actually, Cole Palmer away at Brentford, but Brentford is such a good record against the Blues. And in fairness, Chelsea haven't scored two or more goals against Brentford in a single match. Can pro- professional match with points on offer for seven years. Uh, okay. So we're basically saying Chelsea win. I don't know. But I feel <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an, it's, it's, if it was a Brentford early kickoff, I'd maybe say that Brentford could win that. But um, yeah, no, it's not. It's not. I do think Chelsea will probably have enough to win that game. Um, I do know that I think Embuemo's not far away. Um, not far. Maybe yeah, too soon for this one, yeah. But, um, but you know, they've got Tony, they're at home. Um, would you be surprised if that's just a draw? Probably not. Wouldn't be, no. Um, I think one game in terms of after what just happened with Jared Bowen, Jared Bowen, sorry, getting a hat-trick against Brentford, funnily enough, Um Surely, as a Bowen owner, right, you'd be licking your lips at the fact that he's playing Everton and Paqueta's there now, Kudus is there, West Ham always look better yeah. than those two. Um, do you think Everton keep it clean? I think it'll be a draw. One all. Score draw? I think Kudus scores in this sort of game. Bowen, if lucky, gets an assist. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Any feel... plans to get Jared um, Brandweight in your team? This season? This season, maybe, uh, from game week 30 onwards, but not right now. I don't feel it's the right time because you'll find out why when it comes to our chip strategies and the teams that we've set up. And that's what I'm excited about. But as to mark a little mini intermission on this pod, we've got to say hello to a, a few people. Karan, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, Matt Box Ryan, the absolute governor himself. Gary, if you've got one play, yeah, you may as well free hit and just go and have fun. For the next two weeks and probably have fun in the free hit but it's so interesting because i feel people may be building similar teams do you feel that's a fair statement for 29 regardless or not if you free hit um in 29 it's almost like that thing of what are you gaining because you're gonna have same team as everyone else who's free hitting and so on um the advantage of not using it and navigating with like seven players if you can get there maybe eight um, is you can use that free hit when there's potentially a big double game week, whether it be 34, 37, mm-hmm. if you want to save it till that late. Um, obviously, we've still got big teams left in the FA Cup, United, City, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea are in there. Um, you know, So these sort of teams are going to have an impact on um, doubles and so on. So, you know, I can see why people don't necessarily want to use it because they don't think it's... Um, you know the right strategy, or um, you know you don't gain enough from it per se. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not kind of 
against people who want to save that chip, to be honest. I mean, if you're in a position where you just go, I'm going to have two players, um, I either use a free hit, get full 11, or I just go with four players and just take it. It's, it's going to be a red arrow. Uh, how do you kind of see it or feel about, about it, Chazza, generally? Well, Gaming 29, you and Blue World just got come up. Just, <laughs> oh, he's just such a laughing stock. <laughs> It's such and just so so terrible. Why do we need to put up this one glorified weekend of top flight football and we get this? Yeah, yeah. carnage on display. What do I think of it? I feel so five's a tricky number. If you've got five players who play in Blade and Game Week 29, you can do three here, or you can try your best to build potentially up to nine with a negative four here or eight with no hit at all. Might be okay if you pick the right players. If you've got six or more, I reckon build for game week 29 with three hits and save that free hit chip for later. Mm. So when you say build for 29 with free hits, do you mean taking a Sorry, hit? Sorry, three transfers, I should have said. Free transfer, yeah, three transfers and then maybe one hit, like a, a minus four if you need to, to get one extra player, something like that. Yeah, I just feel that... It's okay to take a hit in game week 29 because you're more likely to transfer out that guy who's not playing at all. So you have a greater chance of making up that hit in the short term yeah. as opposed to game week 28. It will be a good amount of traffic getting rid of Man City assets, yeah. which is fair on the free transfer. But if you're doing it on a negative four, there is a bit of risk involved because they could still produce. Yeah. I, I think the, the biggest problem is. We've got a uh, double game week next week, right? In game week 28. Yeah. Um, City players play Liverpool, which by no means, by the way, I'm saying that's a, a necessarily a bad fixture for them. Um, it is at Anfield, so it makes it less appealing as such. Yeah, um, there you go. You know, and yeah, and then and then they blank in, in 29, right? So they then also play Arsenal. So, you know, you make of that what you will. Do you then sell Haaland? Do you sell, you know, Foden and stuff like that? But what you do know is... Because City are City and they've got a good, pretty decent run in, you're going to want them back. So, you know, by bringing in these Bournemouth for the doubles or Luton even, who play also um, the double and in 29, is that enough to kind of go to justify it? Um, and this is why also that ties in with the trip, chip strategy. Sorry. So, like, do you do that and do you wildcard to bring in the players to have enough for 29? And then you, 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 you book in the transfers technically for later from like, I don't know that, for example, the prime wildcard time people think is 30 and 31. That way you can maximise, you know, the doubles coming up. You can have City, all these sort of things. And in a sense, that is team dependent, but it is also what's the best uh, use of what the chips you have. If you don't have a free hit, people might be more prone than to wildcard because they can't get to certain players without hits. Um, if you do have a free hit, and a wild card, you maybe even want to save that free hit anyway, as I say, and wild card after. So it is, it is kind of, it's a tricky period to kind of decide because of this, this double that's kind of before all of the. We've got double before a blank, you know. Yeah. We've got then doubles afterwards. Um, Spurs is good short term, but then they have a terrible little run before maybe potentially doubling. It's an absolute cluster. A word beginning with F, you know, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what's your kind of outlook on it, Chaz? Maybe it's a bit clearer. Maybe you've got an actual plan, right? 
I do have a plan, but I, I felt that plan has probably just started now as opposed to many weeks ago because if you started planning once the FA Cup fixtures would just got started generating for pre- future rounds in game week 29, you would miss on a lot of points that are in front of you from mm. sides that could potentially blank down the line. Yeah. So one, uh, one thing I want to point on before you carry yeah, on is if you look at the game week 30 fixtures that you've got there. Um, yeah, let's do it. I'm more than happy to. Let's do yeah. it. If you look at those, Chaz, and now look at the amount of good fixtures, more notably for the likes of um, Brighton for Liverpool is a good fixture at home. Man City um, also then play against... Uh, so Arsenal... So Arsenal, the, City play Arsenal, which isn't a great fixture for them. But what I'm saying is, is that realistically speaking, having City for that game isn't that bad. Say, for example, if you've got Haaland. Yes. Um, no. But if you look at the other fixtures, Newcastle have a, have a decent fixture. Um, Chelsea play Burnley. That's probably the standout one in a sense because everyone's going to want to have Palmer for that fixture. But if you're taking him out, if you say wildcarding or something, or you're transferring him for a doubler or you know something like that, then you're booking a transfer to getting him back in. So yeah, like it almost feels like you're taking players out that you're going to want after game week twenty nine. Yeah. So this is the trouble I think for free transfers heading into 29 is that you're going to lose team value for example yes. in my case I, I could potentially get rid of Harlan that's 0.5 from him Dominic Solanke as well but I mean, Solanke's fixtures afterwards are crazy good mm. until yeah. game week 35 that's the issue at the minute and they look so good for the next two weeks but they blank in 29 so that's more swerving towards playing the free hit yeah, but if you look at that, as you said, Burnley away, then they play two home games, then they play another home game, then they play another home game, and then it's That's Luton away. Then, yeah, then it's Luton away. I mean, like, it's, it's great. It is really, okay. like, it doesn't need overthinking in that sense that you're going to get Solanke, right, regardless because of that. Yeah. If, right. you know... If you want to load up on the defence, say, you want a Neto, you want a Senesi and so on. No, nah, I'm not confident in the defence at the minute. Our goalkeeper is interesting. but So Bournemouth have four consecutive home games because Tom Lockyer went down on the floor. No, well, he didn't just go down on the floor. Like I know what you mean, but it sounds... I can't say in terms of why, because that could be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because of the, the situation, right? Yeah, because so, of the situation. Yeah, so, like, this is the issue. Like, you want... Bournemouth, you just want him, right? It's just too good. Out of form. I don't mind Semenya. I think it looks explosive. It's just inconsistent. And not only that, he's a forward in the game. So, you know, your spots are already probably taken up by if you want a Morris, yeah. if you want There's Watkins. Injured or not. This is a very interesting time period because we're just discussing before we went on air. Press conferences are occurring around this time. Eddie Howe's being done, and to be honest, it should have been cancelled. Absolutely useless for guys. And he compulsive lied about Anthony Gordon's fitness three weeks ago. He's basically he saying it be an issue with Botman, but what that tells us is he's starting. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. you got Quat Guardiola's, Pochettino, and Postacoglu's. Postacoglu's would be big for Poro and Adogi. Gary O'Neill's later on for Huang Hee Chan. And why are we looking forward to Andoni Ariola's press conference later, Reed? 
Well, that's it, isn't it? Solanke. Um, apparently, yeah. he's had an MRI. Right, Dominic. He's had an MRI. Oh. I mean, if he's out for this week, right, it's not ideal. It's not great for people who own him. But then, almost then, if there is an issue with his knee or with whatever it may be, does it put him out longer term and, and, and you know, risk for that double? Um, do you then just ignore him? Because, yeah, all right, afterwards, after the blank, he's got three great fixtures still, so he might be back by that point. We've got, not to forget, to anyone uh, who might have, ourselves included, I suppose, we've got an international break um, between game week 29 and 30. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's a kind of two-week break there before game week 30 games are back. So, you know, could you then look at getting Solanke in afterwards? Um, yeah, you could afterwards, but I feel if he's ruled out for 28 especially, I'd get rid of him and consider my philosophy, as I'll just say it now. I'm building with free transfers for 29. I'll just go straight to Ivan Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that move. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's absolutely fine. You could do that. Um, if you've got the money to do that as well, no problem. Um mm. But yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I think one thing to look at, which I know we haven't um, mentioned. We're looking at the transfers in. The transfers in, and yeah, the most transfers in right. and the most transfers out this Any week. Any surprises here? Well, that man Solanke you were actually talking about is flagged. Yeah, Son yeah. is now rose to second, overtaken Salah. Yeah, Son was actually the fifth most transfer in uh, transferred in yesterday. Um, and people yeah. are now kind of kind of stepping that up and going for it. Um, mm. So no surprises for the transfers in, right? For me, anyway. No. I don't. I don't see. I see you know, Douglas Louise being so high. To be honest, I thought it'd be sixth or seventh. Oh, I know. You know what happens though, don't we, Chaza? When is a when a player absolutely bangs and gets you know a double digit haul? I mean, you know what. There's one player on there in that top, top five. I'm actually surprised after what he did. He's actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the list, and that's uh, Jared Bowen. He plays in 29. He's just scored a hat-trick. He's got Everton, then Burnley. Yeah. Good fixtures uh, on paper and so on. So I'm actually surprised that Bowen isn't isn't higher. You know, we might find before yeah. that he is. Um, but, yeah, no surprise. I think transfers out. We love Anija, right? And I mean, how many people brought in De Bruyne when that double, uh, or for that double uh, for City? And now, well, I'm not bashing people, by the way, because I know you're one of those guys, right? You brought him in for the double? Yeah. Yeah. Now people are like, nah, we don't want Kev. He's no good to us. He's dead to us. Get him out. Like, he's the most transferred out, considering they've got Man United this week, who... um, I just feel it's a fixture worth holding on to for him. Give him that extra extra two games, right? Maybe give him, obviously, two big games for City, United and Liverpool. Yeah, you give him United. I could understand before heading the trip to Anfield. But he turns up to every big game he plays. But getting Son, I think this is the right week to get him in before mm. game week 29. Of course, you get him in game week 29. Mm. But Palace are home. Is such a good fixture for Chilman's son. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is. I mean, what, like, so what you're kind of hinting at is okay, De Bruyne turns up for the big games. You've been burnt by him um, the last few weeks. You could just go, okay, well, do you know what? 
even if he does get points, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Son anyway. Uh, he's cheaper, so you'll get some money from that. You know, what have you kind of got to lose from that move? Um, how how do you see it? Because I mean, they play Arsenal in thirty, right? City are you know blanking in twenty nine, then they've yeah. got Arsenal. Minutes wise, Son is gonna get more minutes than De Bruyne, hundred percent. Not just that. The question. Yeah, I think he'll probably get more minutes than De Bruyne. I agree with that, and I, even so, his position may improve because I heard from. Not heard from, but on Twitter, there seems to be a rumor that Richarlison got injured in training. Yeah, yeah, I did see that as well. I mean, that if anything might be better for Son, isn't it? If he plays, yeah, I mean, through the middle, for you know, plays through the middle. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, like focusing on the top transfers out this game week, I, I could kind of get the Bruyne, but I don't see why he would be at the top necessarily. It just does feel very knee jerky. Um, if Alvarez was up there, then yes, 100% would understand because people are going to be going Alvarez out, Solankian, or Hoyland out, Solankian, that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, the other the other guys like Jota, who's out for two months, um, Poro, who might not be back yet, I can kind of, I can kind of see why, they, you know, people would do those. I think so too. Mm-hmm. That is... Jeez, that is just so much to go through. So we know for FA Cup results, injuries galore. Solanke's been mentioned. Wang He Chan. We did mention it earlier. I don't even remember. Did you mention it? No, we did. We did. Um, we did. It's not looking good, man. It's not looking good. I mean, Colm's pointing out there exactly what I said about an MRI for Solanke as well. Doesn't look good. Um, but I think same situation with Wang, really, if he's, if he's come off... Um, Due to a hamstring, we've seen what hamstring injuries have done to players this season. There's been plenty enough of them. Um, it probably doesn't look good. So that move in itself for me last week was fantastic because I'm either going to leave him on the bench or I'm going to take him straight back out. Um, but yeah, it, it is a lot. Um, today's press is obviously a, a massive. Um, we don't probably get anything from Pep, get much from Pep. Not that we need anything because we know Haaland's there now, Foden. You know, generally, he'll, he'll be starting the games. Alvarez could be the issue um, and the danger of, of him. I rotated for the first time last week. Yeah, uh, getting rotated in De Bruyne with these big games. Now, you know, will he start instead? Um, other than that, outside of that, I mean, people have got Walker, maybe a Diaz. Uh, Klopp is probably a... I say it's a big one. I mean, we play Forest this week, then City, and then we blank. So, Salah being one of the most transferred in, um, would you be happy if, if Salah is back, say? Do you think he's he's good to have for these next two fixtures? I think so. Yeah, if it wasn't for the strategy I've got now, I would have happily owned Salah. What I like about owning Salah, especially this period, is that he's a really good gaming 28 captaincy option. He always seems to perform exceptionally well whenever he's at Anfield against Manchester City. We've seen him. Mm. Seasons go by. He would have been my favourite captain option, to be fair, for next week. Yeah. He wouldn't captain Harland away at Anfield, which is why I think a lot of people are intending to get rid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Next week, will you, be, will you be one of them or not? Well, saying that, you're saying about Salah being a good good captain option. I mean, surely it'd be Solanke with a double, right? If he is fit. Yeah, that's if, true. Um, you know, with those two home fixtures, um, maybe even a. Um, 
I don't know, some people might be bold enough to go for a Carlton Morris, sorry, but uh, West Ham, you know, against Burnley at home is a nice fixture. But yeah, I can, you know, Salah against the big teams, against City does normally do well. Um, but yeah, I think as you say there, I think it's difficult with the strategies moving forward. Um, he is probably someone that you'd want to get a little bit further ahead in time, especially when we know the injury update, obviously. Um, and not only that, Chazza, can't have them all, can you? I mean, if you want Saka, you want Son, you want Haaland, you want Salah, you're going to have to have a cheap-ass defence, right? Yeah, that's right. It's a lot to have a think about. We've got a question from Will here too, if it does show. Six-ish to 29, it's a similar boat that I'm in. Ariola Poro, Moreno, Richarlison, Bowen, Watkins. Three frees to get me to nine. Good enough to fade the free hit 29. I think so. What about you, Rudy? I think six is, yeah, it's decent enough. Um, yeah, he the could op- get up to nine. Yeah, I mean, like that's what I say, he could get up to nine. I think nine is more than fine for, for yeah, for I think so. 29 um, and save, you know, save the free hit. Um, the only worry, really, that you'd potentially have would be maybe Moreno, you know, if Digne does play instead. I'm in that, I'm in that boat, so that'd be potentially one less player, but generally it should be okay. Um, you know, you bow and you Watkins, and then you get obviously. I, d- I don't know if if Will's going to go go with Son, but um, he's saying three frees could get get me to nine. So I'd imagine he'd probably go there. Um, yeah, another question I wanted to bring up. I think Colm asked, which team can you see keeping a clean sheet in game week twenty nine? Defenders awesome. look quite... into twenty nine. They're blank, Charles. Twenty nine. Yes, yeah, so I got this. <laughs> Four fixtures, right? Four fixtures. We've got Burnley, Brentford, Luton Forest, Fulham Spurs, and then West Ham Villa. I actually don't see anyone. If it's anyone like closest, I think it could be Brentford. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Spurs are more than capable of, of keeping a clean sheet. Um, yeah. Against so Fulham. Messy, defending. Fulham are good at home, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, a wonder boy, wonder boy. We we know who that is, right? Uh, Mister um, Regulon, who plays for for Brentford. I think he's going to be quite a popular pick uh, for twenty nine mm. people, um, and he has been quite attacking recently, almost like in that um, Henry role um, since he's been absent, and then and Regulon came in, and then Tony came back, so it was kind of like perfect timing. But I have to ag- not agree, but Colm's question is a good question. I mean. Defenders, defenders literally look pointless, play on words. But, yeah, um, another question i seen from John, which was, if you're trying to catch up with rank in the 1.5 million range, would it be best to prioritise players like Foden, Palmer, or double game week 20, well, flash 29 plans? What do you think on that one, Chazza? Um, I think it might be... I'm, I think Foden Palmer might be best to prioritise them for some reason. Okay. So when you say, you know, I think with John's question, he's talking about a double game week, 29, obviously having doublers for that 28, having players for 29. What do you do then with the likes of Foden and Palmer who, you know, have decent fixtures in the meantime, don't get me wrong, but both blank in 29. Bear in yeah. mind, Bear in mind Foden does play. Liverpool, blank, Arsenal. 
I, yeah, actually, just looking in this isolation now, I think it, I'll have to 180 what I just said. I think it might be best to just go with the double game with players, get as many points as possible. And another question in this is something you mentioned to me earlier about Cole Palmer, and you actually said it about Haaland with value and so on. A lot of people, myself included, have, have got value in Cole Palmer. He's got a great fixture in 30. I think we said he plays Burnley at home. Mm. He's got a good one, is it? Is it next? Oh, no, it's Newcastle at home. But this week they play um, Brentford, right? Could Palmer be a hold and then maybe go one less in 29 if you have to and just basically keep Palmer even if you bench I, I think keep Palmer the whole way through. Mm. Especially with Chelsea, you know, looking at having doubles at some point. Yeah. I think for the double game week players, if you're trying to look at that in isolation, there's not many standout midfielder options. I, don't, I wouldn't even classify Moss Barkley as a standout option. It's just more, I'm going to pick a player to have a laugh. It's been good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Foden, really, if you're going to sacrifice anyone like out of the two, it'd be him. Um, yeah, that would be not, him. Not this week, though, right? If he plays United this week. is. No, he wouldn't this week. You'd want to keep him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, um, <laughs> Kolb says, Muniz says hi, Reedy. <laughs> Rightly so. He's been very good recently. He has indeed. Almost like filled that hole of, of Mitrovic, um, who was good for great for Fulham. Um, he's actually been, been decent lately, Muniz. Um, on to a couple of other things to discuss, Chazza. Um, and I suppose we could tie it in with our teams in a way like chip strategies so on should we head to what we're looking like for this week yeah let's get let's do it man that's what i'm thinking as well get in there son get in there yeah get in there in dude uh well a few managers are wildcarding at the moment too do you see that being reasonable especially for those that could have richarlson wine and maybe solanke oh god uh oh, if you walk on it in the minute Tough questions I'll tell, I'll tell you something. And like, I have got a chip strategy in mind in terms of before 29. Yeah. I am in the position whereby I've not got a free hit. I use mine in, in, in 18. Stupidly, I wish I still had it. I mean, would I still be using it in 29? I don't actually know anyway. Um, but obviously, if I didn't have, have that option to use it or save it for like doubles later on. Um, but wildcard in this week just doesn't make sense um unless you've got a load of injuries flag players and some players that you don't actually want that aren't great for these next few games i could understand then that you you're going to wildcard but i don't think it's genuinely worth it i think if you're going to do it next week you know i'd wait a week for sure but even then it's still tricky because as as i say if you're getting rid of players you're not going to have City in 30. You're not going to have any Liverpool in 30. You're not going to have any Chelsea in 30. You're literally not going to have two out of three of those teams who are the you know best two teams in the in yeah. the league. So That's it's great. yeah. Yeah, but let's have a look at your team then, Chazza. Let's see. Ooh, sorry, I didn't realise you were pressing the buttons there. Uh, <laughs> one free transfer, 2.8 million in the bank. We've still got to wait on Solanke news. I'm not sure if I'll make the move to tony this week it's probably best to just buy some time and roll with the transfer so that's what i'm thinking of doing and just rolling three four three 
Yeah. And then you've got no plans to kind of wildcard before 29? No, nah, I don't think before wildcarding, before the blank. I think 30 may sound the optimal time. I may wait till later on, but I want Harland and Salah as quickly as possible. So it's an interesting one. I have considered De Bruyne to Sun, but I prefer heading to game week 28 when it's a double to have two free transfers to try and exploit the avenues as opposed to just one. Yeah. If I had two frees this week, I probably would have got rid of De Bruyne for Sun and just rolled the other. It's an important time where you can to roll. Yeah. And I suppose press conferences um, are key in a way to, to maybe what you're doing this week, right? Because say yeah. Poro is back and say Pau is also out. In that situation, do you just basically play Taylor and just, you know, still roll your transfer? It's interesting. I think oh, oh, sorry, my, my bad. Sorry. So Solanke could be out as well. So, so say if Solanke, Poro, and Power all out, right? In that case, then you'd probably just basically play Ganacho and Taylor. I mean, it's not great on paper, is it? But it's not great, but it still fields an eleven. If it's yeah. a lanky one, that would be such a bummer if he's out this week. Mm. A real bummer. I don't know. So it's not a great fixture for Garnacho, but his fixture at home to Everton next week is a cracker. If he had Everton this week, I'd be happy with as it is should the injuries come about. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sort of thinking that if Solanke's out, we know if he's out for the next fortnight, he goes straight to Ivan Tony. This week? That's what I'm thinking. Chelsea, like he is a fixture-proof player, Ivan Tony is. Next week he plays Arsenal as well? Yeah, he can score in that one too. Can he? Yeah, done you, before. You don't mind him doing it? No, I don't mind him in that game either. I'm only, so, I'm only saying this because you're an Arsenal fan, Chazan, and he plays you. Yeah, guys. I look at it from fantasy perspective as well. As much as we're yeah. good from a set piece, yeah, Ivan yeah, Tony's yeah. a very good footballer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, hopefully, you never know, he might be an Arsenal player next season. Um, but yeah, so when you look at your team now, if you've got three out, it does maybe then change your mind on making that transfer, right? Yeah, more inclined to make the move, but I don't want to move a city asset. That's a thing. I, I, well, yeah. So say you get the confirmation that Solanke is out, he's out this week. He could be out next week, or he's going to miss minimum one of those games next week. You basically um, just just basically move him out and get Tony in for that twenty nine fixture. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, would you get Solanke back then after after the interview? Yeah, I would on the wild card in game week thirty. I reckon his price could drop. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, do you like your team for this week for the most part? Would you say? I do like it. Yeah, I think there's some good fixtures there. Nice. Except nice. the goalkeeper situation. I've hated that all season. Yeah, right. I guess so. I mean, I've I've had Ariola and uh, Leno. Um, yeah, I, I think the doughty pick on field picks for itself because I don't think this is the right week for Powell to go on field. Luton are good at Kenilworth Road, and I know Taylor scored against Bournemouth last time out. So who yeah. knows? Yeah. I think you're probably not really expecting much this week from defenders again. I think that's going to be the same for most of us, unless you've got double Arsenal defence. Um, we've got the best fixture um, out of everyone. 
So if you have got Saliba and Gabriel, you're probably laughing at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, whether it be a doggy or um, if people have still got hold of uh, Trippier. And then, you know, even a Branthwaite could could keep a clean sheet for Everton. You just never know. Um, a lot yeah, of people... Actually, sorry, the other option for Solanke, I completely forgot. It raised my head, Carlton Morris or Luton Ford. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. You've got Morris, who doubles next week, um, who then also plays in 29. Yeah. Um, Senesi is the one I wanted to ask you about. Has he come into your thoughts at any point? Like he's on. He has, but I just feel like yellow cards is a bit risky, and I'm not attracted by Bournemouth's defence. Yeah, yeah. Um, Senesi this week. Would you say Senesi can wait then? Given you've got defender issues, right? Say you kept Solanke. Say you you just kept Solanke instead, and you took out like you took out Powell. Uh, and you brought in Senesi, you know, who plays this week, Burnley, gets the double, two home fixtures, and then you kind of keep hold of him for the next however many weeks. Which is yeah. a better move, in your opinion, Senesi or, or Morris? I think Carlton Morris, because if it's Senesi, then I'm more inclined to play the free hit chip to potentially make up ground. But I really don't see much upside in the free hit in 29. Yeah, yeah. And how many yeah. players do you have for 29? So right now I've got six. If I use all my free transfers, it's nine. If I go for a hit, it's ten. But it's a team value thing that gets tied up, especially in the front line. Watkins is obviously not going anywhere, but it's coming from Solanke in Harlem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really tricky and Palmer potentially. How long have you have you had Foden for? I'm guessing it's, it's quite a while, right? Since before the Newcastle game in January. Wow. Okay. In a while. Yeah. I mean, he started out at uh, 7.0 to got him. I think. 7.5, was it? Was it Was it 7? Seven? Seven? I thought it was 7.5 for some reason. Maybe it was 7. Yeah, probably could have started at 7.5 for the season. But yeah, I got him at 7.9. 7.9. Viewers, welcome to my transfer list analysis type of thing. <laughs> so I bought him at seven six, and I can he's now eight one, and I could you know so I, I guess seven eight if I sell him. Yeah, that's um, right. But that's kind of my team for the week, and there's not really much I somewhat need to discuss. Ready? Have you got yours ready to go? Let's get it up. That's what she said. Um, so let's get let's get let's get it right in the. No more waiting around. Get me started. See what mess we've got for this game week. We really are pumping this on 66 minutes into a podcast. Yes, Will Shaw is spot on. This is the most team-dependent moment. Great <laughs> question, really. I really like the questions. So let's go through your side. Yeah, so this is how I'm lined up for this week. Um, okay. Firstly, can I make one change? Oh, Yeah. Captain, I think you should swap goalkeepers. I think Leno should go on field. No, right? You don't reckon? No, I mean, one, it's Everton. So I'm happy okay. if Ariola keeps it clean even more. So, uh, and two, I've got Pascal Gross in the, in, in the team. So, you know, I'm hoping yeah. that Brighton don't uh, shit the bed and basically um, do what they did against Wolves, even though they were actually pretty decent. 
Um, and I'm going to keep this little gem of a player in my side. I benched him for the 10-pointer. Hard times. But, you know, other than that, I've got his 11, I've got his 8, and I've got his 7. And, I'll have it. Yeah, I mean, you know, 6.5. I can't ask for any more. So I am going to go for the titty man um, in net instead of Leno. Um, there has been a few close shaves whereby Leno's nearly kept clean sheets and I've been like, oh, God, mm. why didn't I pick him? Um, but, yeah, I mean, if anything, this week, in contrast to you, Chazza, I do actually have a uh, def- benching headache for defenders. <laughs> yes, I mean, I've had a look at this. Um, Adogi, I think, might actually be all right for Saturday, so I'd field him. Mor- <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> Moreno, Gusto, and a, and a stupid pasta. Yeah. Well, this, 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 could end, this could end up either being points on the bench, like, I don't know, it could end up being just an absolute load of crap. Oh. I'll be honest. I mean, Saliba's a given. Um, I feel like a doggie's a given. I mean, and then for that final spot, I've got to pick between Moreno, Gusto, and Estupinan. Like, what the actual, you know, hell is going on with that? So, do you think Moreno is the right pick in this in this case? I think so. Yeah, it's a weird part of me that thinks that Gusto may get a weird odd assist. But yeah. I think Chelsea concede. I think he got it right, to be honest. Alvarez is the interesting pick in the derby. Probably a differential, too. How much money do you have in free transfers? You want to see how much I've got stacking in the bank? 5.1. Wow, you could do a few things about this, couldn't you? I could do this, indeed. I could do this one in one move. Son, sexual headache. Nope. No betting headache. Alvarez goes to the bench. Um, Alvarez got an assist in the Manchester derby in a reverse fixture. He did, but, I mean, look at his points. Thing the last yeah, has not been good at all. You look at in terms of what his minutes are played as well. Look at this, he's not got the 90 15 for the Bournemouth. The Bruyne's obviously 5.1, like he's okay at the minute. 5.1 leaves me one mil in the bank, or alternative to that, I could do this and I could bring in Dom Solanke. Um, Dom Solanke, yeah, that's an option. I did think of that. I still have 4.6. Um, as an injury uh, concern, it's a good shout. It's actually doubles. I've still got enough for this move, also. You know, I can get Son and Solanke if really. Oh, mate, that is cooking. That is so cooking. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think personally, I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like I could roll this week. Um, I could roll this week. I could, I could actually, in fact, I mean, if I really, 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 really wanted to, although it doesn't feel that great, surely you play Alvarez and I could go for this. You know, I could just go for like crazy defensive thingy, you know, put Alvarez on the bench, hope a stupid and finally gets his haul that I've been waiting for for like, I don't know, first two game weeks he came back, yeah. he got six and six, then he got an eight. I got his, I got his eight points actually against Wolves. And then he's just been absolute. AIDS, um, you know, 39, 90, 10, 45 minutes played. Um, Brighton, obviously doing Brighton. Um, I mean, even in a 5-0, right, he played nine minutes. Like, it's just so funny. bad. Yeah, so is this the week where I go, okay, come on, a stupid man. You get, you, you yeah. get your start finally, you get something. Like, 
there are loads of options for me this week. It almost feels like two options, especially defenders-wise, that I could roll that transfer and I could have two for next week, bring in Solanke then if he's okay. I could just get Son this week in one move. So, what am I doing? What's going on, Chaz? I mean... There's some, there's some great avenues you can go. My question is, actually, before I go to any live transfers for you, why you sort of mull over your thinking, big news just coming in. No Salah to be featured against Nottingham Forest. Jack Grealish will miss as well for Manchester City having limped off. Wow, wow. Well, yeah. well interesting because... Is he tr is Salah actually injured more than we know then? And if so, does he miss City? Or is Klopp just trying to basically muddle through with what we've got? We've got enough sort of attackers, I guess, with the kids playing in the cup and so on. And then all of a sudden, just Salah just comes back fresh and Darwin for City. Yeah, um, yeah man, it's, it's, it's big. It's, it is big. Um, and also, I think Grealish not being fit and stuff like that's not great for Haaland is it no I mean it's not. I mean KDB is great for Haaland so KDB is better than Grealish is for Haaland in my opinion because no one else can see those whereas as soon as Haaland makes those runs KDB just goes right there's the plate mate I'm going to put it on it for you um so I don't think that changes too much in that sense but yeah, man, this this dilemma I've got, I do I just do Son? I've got 29 in mind. By the way, I don't have a free hit. I only have one, two, three, four players as it stands for 29. Obviously, I can make transfers, but we've got a double before then as well with Bournemouth. Yeah, uh, you could go Luton. That might help. Uh, I want to ask you, are you going to do any live transfers? I'm not, Chaz. I'm, I'm sorry oh, to disappoint me. Sorry such to disappoint. disappointment. Ah. Yeah, uh, Will's made a good point there. The stupid I'm playing 90 in the cup doesn't feel great. No, at all. it does not feel good. I kind of agree. Um, Gusto, probably not a bad pick, but then Brentford at home. I've probably just about got it right. The only thing that worries me is like, after what Moreno did last week, got his minus one against Forest, basically just was just an absolute terrible pick. I brought him in, actually, in game week. Uh, oh, it was before the Sheffield United game. I brought him in last I brought him in last week. I brought Moreno in last week. Oh, I did, yeah. So I brought Watkins and Moreno in last week. Yeah. Um, and that's what Moreno's gave me. And now he got subbed off and Digne come on. You know. All right. I've got a suggestion for you to do live if you want to. Hey, chance of human son. I know, but I know you say like do it live and stuff, but you know, I don't. You want some juice, don't you, Chaz? You want it, you want me to make the move, but listen, son, I've got to catch up to you. Don't forget. So you know, okay. every, every move counts at the minute. Um, what I will show you is, and this is something that I've been thinking about doing. Um, I've been thinking to myself, what yeah. a wonderful world. Yeah, yeah. So I've been kind of thinking of. Um, possibly wildcard in next week. We were talking about chip strategies okay, and so 28. on. Jeez. Um, and I was thinking of doing that with 29 in mind, with the double in mind, to kind of basically attack those fixtures, albeit it's Bournemouth and Luton, right? And then look at bringing players back in, like, you know, Palmer's, Haaland, they're probably the biggest two. 
I need to then get Liverpool. I mean, Salah not being Salah being out, if anything, is 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 fine for me because I am planning on getting Luis Diaz at some yeah, point man. because I think he's looked absolute fire. I think he's been one of yeah, our yes. best players, um, and he does look great at the minute. So let me just share this uh, share this screen because currently you can't see this one. So I'll just bring up this this wildcard team. You bring it up. I want to give a hint to the audience. The biggest captain's corner edition so far this season. Stay tuned in a few minutes, a few moments. Yeah. So this is, this is, um, I say this is how I'm looking. Where have you gone? Uh, Morris, Bowen, Salasaka. Definitely have got a plan. If it if it loads it up for me, I don't know what's going. Oh, there we go, Chaza. There we go. We're cooking. So this is the current wildcard draft for game week twenty eight. Um, I've saved it. I've saved it. But Neto in goal, double. You know, Sanessi, Gabriel instead of Saliba, Doughty for the double. I'd have Saka. Keep hold of Saka, obviously. You know, mm. it's a no brainer. Um, Bowen would come in, double Spurs. I'd have Morris, Solanke, you know, all, all the good stuff, all the good stuff. But in the meantime, I'd also have a Villa, another Spurs, and then, you know, a Brentford player. Kiminski has a double, but that's more for 29 to have him because yeah, most people are probably going to have Ariola, right? Yourself, I think, yeah. included. So the reason to get Kaminsky is Neto blanks in 29. So I'm kind of then covering myself. Um, with Kaminsky, who play plays Forest at home. That's my kind of thought process at the minute. I mean, this is how I'm looking for 29. Um, bear in mind, by the way, just to, just to talk about value, I'm getting rid of Haaland. I'm getting rid of Palmer. I'm getting rid of Foden. All this value, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of losing, aren't I? Um, and that's the tricky part because this is yes. me for 20. This is me for 29, basically. Um, Solanke goes out. And um, I'd basically have 11, you know, for, yeah. for 29. So with these three hit 29 drafts, I've not seen a single Nottingham Forest player. Is anyone tempted, for example, by Tyro Awanyi or a Morgan Gibbs-White? They are a little bit of a spicy, different pick, aren't they, compared to, you know... What they are playing in that week. Luton's not playing against the window or they've got the bye. Yeah, um... I mean, what? So people that are free hitting in twenty nine, you're saying why aren't they getting a Forest player in, for example? Yeah, I just feel a bit odd. I mean, I get with the Morris picking twenty eight, and you may as well hold them throughout. But I don't know. Tyro Wanya looks good for Forest at times. Yeah, I mean, they've got good fixtures as well. Even after twenty nine, they've got Luton, Palace, Fulham. Yeah, that's Alex, pretty good. To be fair, Spurs is a bit tricky, but then they play Wolves, Everton. I've got something to fight for in survival too. Yeah. I mean, but who, as you said, Alanga, Hudson Adoy. I mean, for me, for me, it's different though, right, Chazza? Because I'm not free hitting. I'm kind of wild carding to them. Have, you know what I mean? So that sort of thing. So if I was to wild card next week, right? Forest play, who did they play next week? Brighton, right? Mm. Would I want a Forest player for Brighton? Not for next week, no. You're just getting for 29 and then wildcard after. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I mean, so for me, so like, you know, I could do that if I'm wildcarding next week. There's no reason why I couldn't go. Say, for example, I, I, I'm planning on getting Salah or something like that, right? Instead of Richarlison, I could go for what we said. You said um, Morgan Gibbs-White or a, I don't know, like an Alanga or something like that, right? They're cheaper than Richarlison, much cheaper. Well, Morgan, Morgan Gibbs-White definitely is. Um, but if we go to Alanga, how much is Alanga? There he is, 5.1. Yeah, I, I reckon Gibbs White is the best midfielder pick. Kamena Wanya is a striker, and there's no one else that really interests me. Maybe sells the save points, but that's only for 29. I mean, even Alanga, right? Um, like, he's not done too bad, considering. Not too bad, yeah. Um. So if you go, if it lets me anyway, if I go to, say I go to Alanga. I can't Alanga. believe we the point we're talking about Nottingham Forest players 18 minutes into a podcast. <laughs> this is where, this is your fault. This is where we got to, Chazza, because you started true, to yeah. Forest being an option in 29. I mean, um, where's Chris Wood when you need him, right? I think he's injured. But... Oh, he's nearing a return, according to Nuno's presser today. Yeah. I mean, he Alanga... would be good, actually, Chris Wood. Well, Alanga's cheaper, right? He's 5-1, not by much. He's probably, I would say, more explosive than Gibbs-White. And he's actually scored more points than Gibbs-White as well. Um, this yeah, right. So, you know, say, for example, for argument's sake, I was, oh, do you know what? I'm feeling like a differential. The issue is I'm going to go doughty at the back for the double. Um, no, no, sorry, not the issue is. So, um, yeah, no, no, right. So if I go to 29 with Alanga, I've then got... Um, Alanga v's Doughty in that game. So I think it's like you're either going to go one or the other, probably not mm -hmm. both. Um, what it does do, though, it does give you a, a hell of a lot of money in the bank, uh, especially without Haaland, right? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an option, right? Don't get me wrong, but I just yeah. don't think for me, considering what I've got planned, I'm, I'm probably going to do that, do that move. That's fair. Yeah. All good. What do you think anyway? The wild card. Let me know. What do you think? Yeah. Think um. I'll I'm getting to a point of time now in which I don't think my mind is currently at a hundred percent. But I reckon go with it and see what happens. Yeah. You're um. The cogs are ticking, aren't they, Chazza? But uh, or oh, the, the lights are ticking. on. The lights are on, but no one's. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We've got to. I wish I could just talk more. I, I, I could fall asleep, but I don't want to at the moment. I'll go straight to Bonus Bank giving a mention, our sponsor every week. Fantastic free tool to help AFPL managers edge their mini league rivals on a weekly basis. Their Bonus Bank tools displays the probabilities of clean sheets at each side and which players likely to score. This is useful in determining the best defensive picks and consider assets that are likely to score this. Gaming. So, of course, as always, on a weekly basis, we give Bonus Bank a plug. They're fantastic for us in what they do. Is it time for Captain's Corner, or are we still on Morgan Gibbs-White? I think one thing to mention before you do do Captain's Corner, um, just yes. on Bonus Bank as well, Chaz, is that it can actually uh, help you in FBL. Uh, so not only in terms of beating the bookies, you know, great tool that you can use for FBL to help you make your picks, whether it be mm. defensive probabilities you know the, the clean sheet probabilities scoring stuff like that. so yes definitely worth a shout out to them um but i think
think you want to mention um, some captain picks for this week, right, Chazza? So I've got loads. You wouldn't believe it. I've got not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six, and half of them coming from the exact same side. Let's start with the usual headline act in Erling Haaland. I'm not quite the Man City announcer in the stadium, but he scored and a mammoth. 23 points at home to Manchester United in this fixture last season with a hat-trick and two assists. Scored five goals on Tuesday at Kenilworth Road. And scored 16 points in the reverse fixture at Old Trafford in October. And yes, I somehow attended that game. Kevin De Bruyne is the interesting one too. But most transferred out, but could well be a popular armband choice. He's had two goals and five assists in his last four starts against Manchester United. Must not discount his four assists that he got on Tuesday away at Kenilworth Road. Phil Foden had a hat-trick in this fixture last season in what proved to be a City 6-3 win over their Manchester rivals. Scored at Old Trafford in the reverse fixture in October. Rested midweek, which is good for his credentials in terms of starting on Sunday. And he has also achieved a team-high 45 points in the last six game weeks. Bakaya Saka, who loves a cheeky, spicy Monday night pick. Say no more. He has scored seven goals and amassed 59 points, which is the most of any other player in the game in the last six game weeks. This also includes four double-digit hauls in the last five league matches. Sheffield United have conceded five goals in each of their last three home games across all competitions. If it ends being... Another 5 0. Who put the ball in the Sheffield net? Half out. Think team did. It could be one of those nights on a Monday. Shulman Son at home to Crystal Palace. He's had eight goals and two assists in his last 15 league appearances against the, set, the Birds of South London. He scored 10 points in the reverse fixture in October at Selhurst Park and has delivered six double digit hauls this season. At 16%, he could well be an overlooked option for the captaincy. Last but not least, Ollie Watkins. And firstly, on this guy, I'm not sure who many would have predicted it this time of year. He's got the most fantasy points overall of any player in the game today. This campaign with 170 points. Not quite the Luke Littler 180, but if he gets 10 points this weekend, he'll hit the bullseye. In addition, got the goal and assist last week at home to Forest. In his last two away outings, he scored 18 points and 13 points. Luton have conceded 19 goals in their last five games across all competitions. And sorry, Maverick, one last pick. Is this... So I think this is seven options. I thought it was six, but there's seven. Anthony Gordon at home to Wolves. If you're going so maverick, you don't really care about your rank, you're just here for a laugh, Gordon could be your man. He's only had a solitary blank in his 13 home appearances this season. He's had seven goals and six assists from his games at St. James's Park, which equals 88 fantasy points, the third best record of any player in FPL this season. Back to you guys in the virtual studio. Back to you guys in the virtual studio. Ah, <laughs> oh, Chaza. Seven captains. I think your head has actually fell off this week, right? Um, oh, it's just falling off. Yeah, just get the Burger King guy in here just laughing at us. Um, 
<laughs> uh, but that is ridiculous. Ridiculous in amount of captain choices and picks and so on. Um, what are you going for? Jesus. I mean, these are the type of weeks whereby there's too much choice and you kind of... Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't decide. I'll, I'll say this, right? The obvious one and the safe pick is Haaland because he's probably going to have the highest EO. He'll be the most captained. Um, closely followed by Saka. Um, although the Spurs fixture is great, you know, at home to Palace, people are looking at the other, you know, options like Son and so on. Um, I think that people would probably prefer to go for Saka. Just one thing to say, though, about that. Now, is it possible that Saka could only play a certain amount of minutes in this game? It is an easier fixture. Bear in mind, um, I don't know. I mean, Arsenal just scoring goals for fun at the minute. So who's to say that he gets an assist or a goal, comes off after 65, 70 minutes? It's always going to be a risk against uh, Haaland, who's playing at home, who's just scored five. I mean, I'm going Haaland probably, Chaz. I'm going to be boring, right? What about yourself? Are you going for, for Starboy this week or not? I am thinking spicy star boy. I can't lie. Very tempted. <laughs> Monday night would be a good finish as well. But mm. I'll probably Harlan. I just think his record speaks for itself. Yeah. You know what? One thing I have been a little bit, I don't know. You you asked me at the beginning of the stream, you know, beginning of the pod saying, have you enjoyed the season? You know, are you maybe still enjoying it? That sort of stuff. Going Harlan captain lately has been rubbish i'm not gonna oh, lie yeah. it has been rubbish um not maybe because of his returns obviously bournemouth he got an assist so he got his 10 points and so on i triple captained him in the double game week he got 30 points people were hoping for more i captained him he got 26 points in game week 24 which was actually pretty good I, you know i can't lie on that one, on that one that was decent he got 10 in game week 23 which was a little bit meh he got two points right so in game week 22, mm. he might have been actually the game week he came back after injury. Burnley, 3-1. He got two points. Two points, you know, as captain, which is crazy. So I am a bit, I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit bored captain in Haaland. Should have went Saka last week and mixed it up a bit, or maybe a Watkins. But yeah, it just feels silly not to captain him this week, right? Yeah. Hmm. There's spicy captain picks to come, though, right, Chazza? There's plenty more time for that, yeah? Plenty. Hell plenty. yeah. Plenty. Um, but, yeah, any more topics to kind of discuss? I know that you're probably running an empty at this point. It's getting a bit late for you. Anything else that you want to want to cover or go across, go, go over? Don't think so, no. It's, it's been a long podcast, 90 minutes. And on that note, then, you're ready to, to wrap up, yeah? Yeah, I am. Go for it, my son. Go for it. All right. That does it. To everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. All the best this weekend. And may your arrows be green. And Brady, thank you very much for tuning in. All the best, everyone.